Hey sister, welcome to another episode of the When Marriage Hurts podcast. This is episode number 26 and I'm going to be talking about the topic how to know if your abusive husband is truly repentant. So how do you really know if he is repentant, if he is remorseful, if he is really ready to turn a new leaf or if he's just trying to deceive you again and make you think that they are ready to walk on your marriage with you and um, stop treating you like trash, essentially. Um, So sit back, relax, and I will be back after this with what promises to be an eye-opening episode. Hey sis, welcome to the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis. My mission is to help Christian women in painful marriages become aware of the marriage lies our society and religion has programmed our heads with. Are you tired of marriage advice that always blames you for whatever goes wrong in your marriage? Have you attended all the marriage seminars seeking help only to be blamed and shamed for your marriage problems? Has your marriage become the source of your greatest pain? Have you lost hope of being happily married? Are you just hanging in for the sake of your kids? I've been there before. I know what it is like to feel alone in marriage, yet feel trapped by the wedding vows that I made. Together, we will discover scriptural truths that set us free from the pain so that healing can begin. Oh yeah, let's shake some tables. Welcome back. Yes, so we're talking about how to know if your abusive husband is truly repentant. Um, So let's say that you have gotten to a point in your marriage where you feel like you've had enough and you are reaching out for help. You're talking to counselors. You've gone to church leadership and nothing seems to be changing um nothing seems to be i mean your situation doesn't seem to be changing and nothing seems to be helping and you you just you just want to say you know what um i'm done with this marriage or at least i want a separation um and your husband tells you he is so sorry for how things have turned out and he's promising you that he's gonna you know change and he's saying things like i'm gonna do whatever it takes if you want us to go to counseling we'll go blah 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 if you want me to be accountable to church leaders like if he's saying all those right words that makes you think well maybe i shouldn't rush into this decision to separate or divorce or whatever the case may be maybe maybe it's truly changing maybe all those prayers that i prayed to god to change my husband for the better is actually being answered right now i mean it's logical and fair to to have that line of thought right how do you know if it's all 
make believe or if your husband is truly repentant and ready to work on themselves and work on your relationship. How do you know that? I'm going to give you three clues at least. How to know if he's truly repentant. I'm going to give you three clues. Um, Before I go ahead, I have to share this with you personally. When in 2019, when I told my husband that I was going to get a divorce because I couldn't bear the mental and emotional abuse anymore. And he apologized. He begged. He persuaded me to give him another chance. He promises he's going to change, blah, blah, blah. And I fell for it. So what I'm telling you is drawn from my experience. If I knew what I know now, I wouldn't have fell for that lie. I wouldn't have stayed another two painful years in the marriage. Okay. So the first clue is this. If he shares the blame, then he's not truly repentant. And what do I mean by this? If he says words like, I'm really sorry for how I've been hitting you or how I've been um, treating you or how I've been talking now at you, but if you if you had been submissive, I wouldn't have had to do that. If you had been a good wife, I wouldn't have had to talk to you the way I did. That's what I call sharing the blame. They're, they're making the, the blame mutual. Now, when someone quote-unquote, apologizes in that manner, they're not truly repentant. (laughs) They're just trying to deceive you into thinking that they're sorry. Essentially, they're not sorry for what they did. They're just sorry that they're about to face consequences of their actions, and they don't want to do that. So that's, that's all it is there. It's very, very different. It's completely different from being sorry. So if your husband still finds way to share the blame and in one moment they tell you, oh, I mean, in the same statement, essentially, they say, oh, I'm sorry. Or they say things like, I'm sorry you feel that way. (laughs) They are essentially denying what they did to you. They're essentially denying that they've abused you. They are trying to say that you've misinterpreted their actions or which itself is a, is a form of abuse if you think about it because they're trying to gaslight you and gaslighting essentially means they're trying to distort your reality. They're trying to make you think that your perception is wrong. It's not what you really think it is. They're trying to add confusion to your pain. So when they say things like, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, they're not taking any responsibility. 
And I can tell you right now, the three keys that I'll be sharing with you on this episode can be summarized into not not taking full responsibility. When they're not taking full responsibility for their actions, that's when they try to share the blame. That's when they say things like, well, I wouldn't have done that way. I wouldn't have given you the silent treatment if I wouldn't have done ABC if you had not done XYZ. That's one important key to note. When you hear that, when you see that, you know that they're not really repentant. They're just acting. They're acting a role. The second key is that when a, when an abusive husband is not truly repentant, he's going to list his good acts. So whether you're in front of a counselor or a church leader or whoever you've gone to meet, you know, whoever the third party is, you've gone to meet to help out, or even if you haven't gone to meet anybody, just in conversations with your husband, they're going to say things like, well, I'm sorry, I did, blah, blah, blah. But you have to admit that I did, and then they start to list the quote-unquote good things that they've done or they think they've done. That's not taking full responsibility. The fact that you're letting someone that you're in a covenant relationship with know that you've done things that have hurt me doesn't mean you're denying whatever good thing they might have done. It's part of all this childish childish behavior of abusers, really, when you think about it. Where they try to list their good acts. So they say, oh, I'm sorry. I've treated you. I haven't treated you too well. But, you know, I work hard to feed this family. You know, I work hard to put the kids so the kids can go to a private school. Like, they start listing these things that are normal responsibilities of a parent, normal responsibilities of a husband. They start listing them like, you know, I should be getting cookie points for doing what I should have done anyway as a husband. (laughs) They start trying to list good acts, yeah, but I did this, you know, but I took you out to dinner the other day. But I bought you a gift on your birthday. So, like, your husband buying you a gift on your birthday isn't supposed to erase the fact that they're psychologically abusing you. It's not supposed to erase the fact that they do not value you as a human being, talk less of a wife. It doesn't override the fact that they promised to love and care for you but they're causing you harm even the devil is nice sometimes too so do not fall for that one because what they're trying to do is they're trying to lead your mind and your brain to a different place they're trying to run away from the current issue they're trying to get you into that 
mind space where you're like well yeah it did take me out on my birthday and yeah it does you know work hard to you know for our kids to go to a private school and yeah he did take the family on vacation last year they're trying to distract you from what the problem what the issue really is those things even though we should be grateful to our spouses for what they do for us we should it should not be seen as a privilege because when you sign up to be someone's spouse it just that's that's what it's all about it comes with the territory so when they're trying to apologize yet they're listing their good acts that's a sure sign for you to know that you have been deceived and they haven't changed their ways they're just acting the part to look like they're sorry and repentant when they really aren't they're just trying to pull you back in. Okay, I will move on to the third key. And this one is very sneaky because it's wrapped up in religion. Anything that's wrapped up in religion can be super tricky. The third key or the third sign that shows you and lets you know that your abusive husband isn't repentant yet is that they not only demand reconciliation but they 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 um how do i say this like they try to bring the bible and god into this and say things like you know you're a christian if you if you don't, if you have really forgiven me like you said you have, then we should reconcile. If you don't want to stay married to me, then you haven't really forgiven me. Or things like, if you don't forgive me, Jesus isn't going to forgive you either. Um, You know what? Whether Jesus <laughs> forgives you or not, is not your husband's business and god has not appointed your husband as um I, I don't i'm not even sure what the right word is now like they are not a custodian of your god hasn't made has not made your husband a custodian of your forgiveness from god okay so when you're talking about your abuser's sins and how it's affected you adversely. They try to bring your own sins into the picture too and say things like, well, you know, if you don't forgive me, God isn't going to forgive you either. Or, you know, I know you've said that you've forgiven me for things I've done in the past. But if you've truly forgiven me, then we need to reconcile. Then we shouldn't be separated. Then we shouldn't be divorced. Then we should, you know, keep this relationship. We should do this and that for the sake of the children, for the sake of the... They try to guilt you into continuing with the relationship. 
they try to tug on your heartstrings to use the fact that you love God, you have faith in God, you want to please God. They want to try and use that against you and say, if you truly love God, you wouldn't want to separate from me. If you truly love God, you wouldn't want to divorce me. If you truly love God, you would not only forgive me, but you would reconcile with me. Like they would just demand reconciliation. Like it's a right of theirs. And if you're not mindful that this is a, control tactic you might actually fall for it you know because they know you have a soft spot for God and you want to please God and you would go through pain and hardship if you know that what you're doing is what God wants and is in alignment with his will your abuser knows that about you and they're going to use that to their advantage. So that's why they do these things. That's why they demand reconciliation like they are entitled to it. No one is entitled to that kind of reconciliation, okay? Even God that wants to be reconciled to mankind does not like lord it over us and say things like, well, if you don't, if you, if you, I mean, you know, God doesn't have that kind of attitude towards us. He wants us to be reconciled to him. If we come to him and stay reconciled to him, God is happy about that. But he doesn't try to guilt us into reconciling with him. Only abusers and manipulators do that. So I hope these three keys that I've shared I hope you found them helpful because um, it's a common question I think that ab abused wives have when they start seeing their husband acting different, um, behaving differently, and it looks like, oh, I think maybe this person has repented. Maybe the prayers I've been praying for them is being answered. It can be tricky to know for sure if that person is truly repentant or they're just trying to play the part to keep you to keep their their grip on you for longer. So I hope that this three keys gives you an insight as to how to know if what you're looking at is genuine repentance or fake remorse. So this is where we'll be wrapping it up for this episode. If you haven't um, checked out our Facebook group yet, it's called When Marriage Hurts. Um, you can post a message on there. You can stay anonymous when you post if, if um, you don't want your message to be, if you don't want someone to identify you. I totally understand that and I honor that. But you can, I just want you to know that you can post on our Facebook group and keep it anonymous. You can ask questions. If it makes you more comfortable, you can send me a direct message. You can also send me a direct message on Instagram. We're on Instagram 
at When Marriage Hurts. I look forward to hearing from you. I love hearing from you. I want you to know that I'm praying for you. And until I come your way again next week, I want you to know that Jesus loves you and he values you and he will never ever leave you nor forsake you. Have a wonderful week ahead. Has this podcast blessed you? If yes, please head over to Apple Podcasts, When Marriage Hurts, and leave a written review for the show. It would be such a blessing to me to know that this show has impacted you in some ways. Also, share this podcast with a friend. Let's spread the word. Lastly, if you would like to be a part of a community of like-minded women of faith who are on a journey to living the best life God has for them despite their marriage challenges, join our Facebook group, When Marriage Hurts. Until next time, remember the words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.